Hey everyone, welcome to So You Want to Be in Ministry. I am so glad to have you here today. My name is Tim. I am incredibly passionate about the church and those that would lead within the church, those that are, ha that are having a desire to lead within the church, and those that have a desire to follow godly leaders, which is why I started this podcast. And it, this podcast is all about educating you if you're thinking about jumping into ministry, equipping you if you're already in ministry, and then encouraging you if you're considering jumping out of ministry. And then I also want to empower you if you are somebody that uh, really doesn't have a desire to jump into full-time vocational ministry, but you want to follow godly leaders well, I want to empower you to know what that looks like and to follow godly leaders that you are hearing and seeing through this podcast. Uh, I'm looking forward to the episodes that we have coming up, and I look forward to today's episode. So let's jump into it. Today we get to interview Andrew Alsman. Andrew Alsman is on our staff at Metro Community Church. He is over communications, which involves all kinds of stuff. It involves like videography, social media, uh, website. He also helps out to produce uh, in, in our services on the weekend. So he covers a lot of the details that happen throughout the week, leading into the weekend, and then even kind of the behind the scenes. He does a whole lot of behind the scenes stuff. So it's interesting that he's stepping in front of the camera for this interview. Uh, but I'll let you talk, uh, uh, let him talk you through what he does and uh, some of the things that he uh, helps bring to the table to make our services uh, run really, really smoothly. So let's get into this interview with Andrew. Well, hey, Andrew, glad to have you here today. Uh, we, we have these kind of conversations all the time, except you're usually interviewing me. So uh, yep. if I'm doing videos for our church or something, you're the one kind of asking the questions behind the camera. So if you don't know that, now you do. Uh, <laughs> but this time I get to ask you questions. So uh, glad to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. And yeah, definitely a different vantage point from that standpoint. Uh, I'm I'm usually way more comfortable behind the camera. So uh, this is a little outside my comfort zone, but excited to kind of just chat about uh, what God's doing and, and all the different uh, blessings that I get to be a part of here at Metro. Yeah, it's awesome. It, you guys have grown so much even in the last couple of years. So I'm excited to talk about how we've grown in this area of our church and hopefully to encourage other churches, no matter the size, on how they can even implement some of these uh, things within their own context. So give us an overview. Uh, let's say it's Monday. You're about to start your week. You're looking forward to the next week, next series, whatever it may be. Walk us through like the, the high level view of the meetings you're having on your way to a weekend. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when Monday hits, it's kind of uh, immediately a review of what just happened. So um, we will oftentimes spend Monday just kind of meeting. I'll meet with all my team members uh, on the communications team, as well as uh, when I do like service producing, meeting with, you know, production and worship. And we'll kind of just as a team, just kind of debrief from the weekend and talk about, you know, what went well, um, what's something that we want to improve moving forward. Um, just little things like that. If we're catching something that's maybe been a habit that we would kind of want to break. So we're just really cognizant of those things on Monday and looking back because it's fresh on our minds. Um, but we do start looking ahead too of, you know, what do we want this week to look like on social media? Um, what were, what was something that God did on the weekend that we want to share uh, with people throughout the week? 
those types of things. So it, it, like I said, Monday is more of just a review, but it also is kind of now we're setting up where we want to go for the next three days that we're working together. And then uh, even more so just what do we want the weekend to, to look like? And, and usually we're a little further out than, you know, just being a week ahead on weekends, but it still is kind of putting the finishing touches on what, what the weekend is going to look like uh, as we, as we kind of get closer to it. So how far out do you try to stay? Yeah, we're generally, um, as far as possible to, to answer your question, but we're what I would say happens more often than not is we're at least anywhere from four to eight weeks. It just kind of depends on the weekend, but I would say anything, um, anything past four is good for us. Like we can usually make that happen at a high level. Um, but when it starts getting, you know, um, when we get beyond four weeks, we're kind of like, eh, we're getting a little close, uh, kind of close with some things. So there's a lot of moving parts. So it's, it's hard to answer that completely, but yeah, anywhere from four to eight weeks, I would say we're, we're pretty, pretty far ahead. Okay. Uh, so when you're evaluating a weekend, how do you, I, sometimes that can be subjective where it's just like, I liked blah, blah, blah. But then another person is like, yeah, but I liked, and how do you. How do you make it more objective where you're like, this is something that was, we've got to share this, or this is something that is a problem, or how, how do you determine that? Yeah, so one thing that's been sort of a shift over the last year, um, our pastor, Pastor Seth, uh, has been really good about kind of honing in what we want to be as a church and um, what we're trying to accomplish. So it's not just to look cool. It's not just to um, be relevant. That's a piece of it. Like, we want to be relevant, but... Um, one of the things that, that we really used to evaluate is what was our service transcendent? Um, did people experience God? And, um, so that's, that's probably the, the biggest thing. Another one that we, a uh, word that we use all the time is authentic. Were we authentic? Did we, did we do this in a way where like we were worshiping, um, that, uh, we weren't just telling other people to worship, but we were actually worshiping. What was, um, was were we praying as a transition or were we praying to be authentic? Like those types of things, we're evaluating all of that on Mondays. Um, and from a communications perspective, uh, we're looking ahead to the week and trying to share some of those authentic moments, those transcendent moments, so that people that weren't uh, in the room or maybe have never experienced God or Metro might see some of that appear on their their timelines and can, you know, kind of join in and be a part of it, or it, it it encourages them to like want to take a next step and actually experience that. So yeah, just all of the above. Uh, we're, we're evaluating um, so many things on Mondays, but those are the big ones. Transcendence and authenticity are, are the big ones that when we're looking at things, we want to be that every time. Yeah, it is amazing. Uh, and so a church of any size can make this simple switch. It is amazing when you, because we you have to transition things in a service, and too often prayer is a very easy, natural transitional moment. And sure, there are times where that may be a transitional moment in our church to some level, but we never we don't approach it as a transitional moment. Yeah, we approach yeah. it as a prayer moment, and then transition will happen. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we, and we want prayer to be in all of our services, obviously. Yeah. So you're naturally just going to build that in, but it's, it's kind of like worship. Like we have, we build in time where, um, we don't know what God's going to be doing, but we want to be open to that. So it's kind of the same thing with prayer of like, we, yes, we want to pray here. Um, cause we, we feel that there's space for God to be, you know, God's going to be moving and there's gonna be space for a prayer here, but we don't like practice what that prayer is it's it's very authentic in that moment and that's what we want to be every time so it's a fine like you were saying it's it's a balance but um, we try to do that uh, you know as authentically as possible what let me give it just i feel like the need to have to give somebody 
out there, very practical. So for example, if we're going from worship to preaching and we're going to pray, we will have the band stay in place, pray with the church. We will end the prayer. And then we're okay with the out quote unquote distraction of yeah. the band moving as the pastor would start into his message. We would rather that than we're praying and you're all moving. Yeah. So very yeah, practical. That's- that's a great example. And that's something we actually shifted with some of that mindset for us. Cause we used to be that we want to make sure bands off stage when everyone opens their eyes after the prayer and all that. And it's like, man, we're missing an opportunity for our band, our worship leaders to be engaged in, in something as powerful as prayer. And so like, that's been something that over the last couple of years, we we've sort of shifted is like, yeah, we're, we're okay with people open their eyes as they see movement. They know the band didn't just disappear. So we're okay with, uh, we're okay with that because we believe that, we as a church need to be engaged in, in prayer moments. Yep. Cool. All right. So that's how you're evaluating the previous weekend. So take us through, like, after you have those evaluation meetings and things, what happens moving forward? Yeah. So then after those, we move pretty quickly into um, execution mode. So um, coming out of Monday, we kind of review the weekend. We know uh, what we want to do better and or what went really well. And then we start sort of just executing. Um like I said, we're pretty far out usually, so there's not a whole lot of moving parts the week of, which is by design because that can get really stressful. But um, there are some things that we always need to kind of like shore up for the weekend. So uh, from a comms perspective, that'll be just meeting with uh, with my team. So I have uh, two people on my team in the communications department, the video and graphics uh or video person and a graphics and socials person. So just meeting with them and kind of looking to the weekend and what do we uh, what do we want to share from the past weekend? So let's actually execute on on those things. So let's get those videos out. Let's get uh, those social posts scheduled, all that kind of stuff. Um, as well as let's look forward to the weekend. What do we want for, uh, what do we think, you know, is going to be the moment in service that we want to capture and share with people the next week. So it's even just sort of part of the execution is just simply looking ahead to the next weekend and being like, these are the moments that we want to capture. Do you, um, do you, look, yeah. when you're looking forward, are you looking through the service order? So like in planning center, are you looking through if you have the sermon outline or message outline, like those types of things? Yeah, all of the above. So we're, we're definitely looking at the order. And if we see a song in there, that's maybe our people have engaged with in the past, we know this is going to be a really cool moment. Um, we'll definitely want to capture that and share that. Um, but yeah, also when Pastor Seth sends his outline, just looking at that and these points seem pretty relevant for people. Um, and we want to make sure that either that, whether that's a graphic with that point on it, or just making sure that we pull from, um, Pastor Seth's message, pull that clip from there so we can share that the next week on, on social. So a lot of it is, yeah, really just looking at those two elements, um, going into the service. Um, yeah. And then from, uh, so that's that's a, a huge part of comms, and I would say even on the on a weekly basis, we we really have to look at the elements that we're using in service. So we run like pre-service slides and videos that we just want to make sure are updated. So if if there was an event on there that's passed, we want to make sure we we are looking at that every week and updating it. Um, we are looking at we have an event sheet that we hand out when people come in that kind of show the the three uh, three upcoming events that we want to showcase on there. So we're looking at those. Um, and Pastor Seth will do message series. So we're really just looking at uh, different branding for each series. We want to make sure those are updated as well. So those are sort of the weekly rhythms with communications that um, that we're looking at every single week. Um, from a service perspective, really just uh, 
a lot of those things are already done going into the week. But if, if there was something on Monday when we looked ahead to the upcoming weekend that we need to execute on, so whether that's a lighting change or we change service because we feel like God's gonna God's calling us to do something different in this moment, or Pastor Seth wants to make a, a call an audible or something like that, we want to make sure we're executing that on Tuesday uh, because we have a rehearsal on Wednesday. So we want to make sure everything is set going into Wednesday so we can see it uh, ran in real time with real people on the stage and see that everything sort of comes to fruition the way we think it's going to. Um, and if not, then we can make the adjustments. So yeah, that's sort of the next step is just getting prepared for Wednesday where we can see it actually uh, ran. Do you, do you evaluate Wednesday night, like coming out of it? Yep, absolutely. So <clears throat> myself and our production person, our worship leader that's in uh, Evansville for that weekend, We'll huddle up uh, after and sort of just we've taken notes throughout a lot of time the worship leader won't have a ton of notes because they're obviously on stage but uh, i'm sort of sitting in the back and just watching and and taking notes on you know this moment land was this transition smooth um from one song to the next um how did uh how did the band do like we're just listening for some of that out out there and we'll just really come together and uh sort of just have a discussion and no one really is like I don't want to be like what I say has to go or anything like that. It's very open-handed of, you know, I felt like this moment really didn't land. What were your guys' thoughts on this? And, you know, we, we, we disagree sometimes. And a lot of times we'll go with where the room is or, you know, evaluate, is it really worth making that kind of last minute change um, for, for something like this? So we just really evaluate from that perspective of what's worth changing. Um, do we think it makes a big impact in service and just coming together as a team, which has been really cool uh, and something different that we sort of done is it, it feels like a, a team effort rather than one person just being like, we need to change this because I have a certain preference or whatever. So yeah. it, it's been it's been good. Yeah. And seeing those different walls and different viewpoints. And I like I know that's happened with me even going into a weekend where I'm just like, you know what? I never I didn't even think about that. I I do think that would be better. Like we need to do that. Yeah, there's been even on Sunday morning. So on, on my campus, we have to set everything up on Sunday morning. <laughs> so there are moments on Sunday morning where they're like, do you think it was this would be better? And I'm like, actually, I do. Can, do you, are you guys good? Like, can we make that switch? Like, I know it's a lot. And. I'd be like, I wouldn't have brought it up if I didn't want to switch it. I'm like, okay, let's yeah. go for it. So Yeah, and so so what you're seeing on Sundays is a lot of what we're seeing on Wednesdays, which is going to be really cool, obviously, uh, in the future for you guys to, yeah. to have that opportunity earlier in the week. But, like, yeah, a lot of what you're seeing on that Sunday, we're trying to catch on Wednesday so we don't have to do it on the weekend because um, it's just it can be a lot of stress for a lot of people to, to have to do it last minute. I do want to be encouraging, though, to – uh, pastors, you may be the, the guy on staff, uh, and you have volunteers. That That is me. I have a bunch of volunteers that are doing this, and we still can make, uh, I would say, at times, significant changes, even on a Sunday morning. So if you give space for it, like to run through it and kind of go, you know, I think this could be better, it can still happen even the day of, even though I, I would not prefer that, but that, that yeah. is that is what I live in, so... Yeah. yeah it, and one thing I want to add to that, and you probably can speak more into this than, than I can, but just really like what I found in the past when communicating with volunteers is just tell them the why. Yeah. Don't don't just change it and be like, I want to change this, but tell them like why you think that's going to be impactful. And more often than not, they're ready to jump on board and are going to be the biggest advocate for that because they, they have the same vision that you do and mission that you do to reach people. So uh, I found that in the past, just communicating that why, like why you think it's going to be a significant change will be uh, would be helpful. I agree with that. It's not change for the sake of change. Like there is yeah. meaning behind it. Yeah, I agree.
All right. Uh, so that happens Wednesday night. Anything between Wednesday and so our first service is on Saturday night at your location. So anything between yep. Wednesday and Saturday? A lot of rest. So uh, we've, <laughs> yeah, we've sort of shifted to where uh, our creative team has those next two days to just uh, rest and um, pour into themselves going into the weekend. It, it used to be Thursday would be a little bit hectic where we're trying to make those changes. But now what we do is if they're, we're finding that we have such small tweaks usually from Wednesday to Saturday that uh, we just come in earlier on Saturdays now and make those changes. So Thursday and Friday are really just a time where we want to pull away um, and and rest heading into the weekend um, and then coming in refreshed on Saturday to to sort of make any of those adjustments we had and just look to the first service, which starts at 5 p.m. So we're usually here pretty early on Saturday mornings and just getting everything uh, ready if there's any, you know, last minute things we have to. What? You rest? Yeah, yeah. And, try and to. You... Try to. Yeah, and you come in refreshed for a weekend. Yeah. What is that like? Yeah, yeah, crazy. I know that is that is so important. I I think that is a critical part of the process, though. Like, it's one thing to plan it all, but if you are exhausted, it is very hard to execute it. Uh, yeah. and there is something about resting in the plan, and then making sure you're resting physically and spiritually heading into a weekend where you're ready to executed that's a big deal yeah i agree with you man All yeah right. and, and oh, go ahead. oh i was gonna no i was gonna say even in the that rest like you come in with a different perspective of it one thing that we were finding is we were coming in so drained that it was like man we just want to get through the weekend and now we get to really like be a part of the weekend yeah. if that makes sense and like be excited about it so that's been a huge change for for me personally like i come in saturday just ready to go and excited about it i i would say just because you touched on it this isn't really this episode but like we'll, we may have to do a different episode on this but uh you're acknowledging something there that i want to lean into i used i used to do that too where it's like we just got to get to the end of this execution like i can just make it through and then like i'll take a nap on sunday or something yeah. and so i think we used to view sunday as the last day of our week even though most of us had a day off before that yeah. And I, I think we're viewing Saturday night or Sunday as the beginning of our week now, which is even though it's the end of the execution, yeah, it's kind of flipped where we're and now we're coming out of it excited on what happened and what we get to look forward to the next time. Yep. Yeah, it, it has sh shifted, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't thought about it from that perspective, but it does feel like that. It feels like rather than putting the fine, like finishing touches on it and we're stressed going into the weekend, it's like now we get to sit back, observe and kind of just be a part of the worship. And then we can tweak things next week because we're not having to do so much of that in the moment anymore, if that kind of makes sense. So yeah, I, I hadn't thought about that, but it definitely does feel like that now that you say it. Yeah, oh, we're not stressing. We're letting it go and then we're just doing it. <laughs> yep. Cool. Yep. Okay, so then Saturday, what is going on? Like, what do you do? Yeah, so... Yep. So Saturday come in, like I said, pretty early and it's just the finishing touches. So anything we've hit on Wednesday that uh, Wednesday evening in that huddle that we need to change, um, I'm working with production and worship to just make sure that we are actually doing those, executing those well. Um, and then it's sort of just I, I oftentimes will prepare. We do a huddle um, before we do a run through a full run through with the band um, and you know production and everyone there. Before that, we do a huddle where we just walk the team through the service. Um, so every little element, we, we want to make sure we hit that so everyone knows what their role is and they're not coming in, you know, unprepared. Because I, I do feel like when you come in unprepared, you're, you're a lot more stressed. So we try to just 
overly communicate what the service is going to look like. So I'll, I'll, uh, after we kind of execute those things in the morning, I'll just take some time to really make sure that I've taken a step back and, uh, know what's coming in the service so that I can communicate it. Well, um, I'm sort of just there supporting if needed for the team. And then I'm just finishing up some last minute communications things as well. So really that Saturday time is just open-ended, um, just whatever needs to be done for the weekend or trying to get ahead of things. Do, do this for me just to make it really practical. Or if somebody else is yeah. like, okay, you do a huddle and a, like you talk, talk through, what does that look like? So I, I don't care if you pull up this weekend service. I, can you use yeah. your phone? Yeah. Let me, uh, I have it pulled up on my so computer. You're going to, you're, he just, I, I saw him do it this last weekend. I'm sure you're going to do it this weekend. Yep. Um, just do go up until, the message okay and just kind of so people can get a real idea of the details that we walk through yeah so i'll just read exactly what i read um so this was for our past weekend so uh we always start 15 minutes before service with our pre-service playlist so we have a worship playlist that's coming through uh you know the lobby and the auditorium and we also start with a 15 minute pre-service video so that'll be triggered at 4:45 on saturdays uh, we follow that up with a one minute countdown into service. At that point, the band will come on the stage and be ready to go because we are starting off service with the song Praise, which Travis is leading. From there, we will go into a host welcome, which uh, we had John doing that this weekend. Um, at that point, vocals, you'll step back behind uh, the carpet and the band will keep playing underneath that hosting so that we just give it a little bit more of an atmosphere. Uh, with about 1.15 left in that hosting time, we're going to transition into Thank You, Jesus, for the Blood underneath as John does a song setup. And then he is going to give it back to the worship band, uh, and the vocals will step up at that point as we go into Thank You, Jesus, for the Blood, led by Caitlin. Then we will go into Oh, Praise the Name with Travis leading, followed by All Hail, King Jesus. Travis is also leading that, but we're starting a little bit different, differently with a big chorus intro. Um, and then we will do a chorus reprise of Thank You, Jesus, for the Blood, which will be led by Caitlin. And uh, as that song's finishing up, John will step back up and do a prayer uh, over the rest of the service and over what God's been doing in, the, in that time. At that point, the table will come out for Pastor Seth, and Pastor Seth will walk onto stage. A reminder, worship team stays in position until uh, John says amen, so they're engaged in the prayer in that moment. And then we'll go into Seth's message. Yep, so there you go. If you uh, if you've wondered how that happens, there that's that's heavily how it goes. Uh, very detailed. Yeah. Um, it, on my campus, we'll even do things so like we have a limited amount of mics that we can use. So one question that I have to know is which mic from which vocalist am I grabbing, and then what number is it so the sound person knows like I'm on that mic. And so we'll deal with yeah. details like that. But uh, any church can do that. Yep. It doesn't, your size doesn't matter, your amount of staff, you can do that. And then it's amazing how things flow a little <laughs> more smoothly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And your, your team feels like such a part of it too. Like it, it doesn't feel like they're just coming in and you're just telling them what to do per se. It's more like they get to be in that discussion, ask questions if they have any. Yep. Um, and, you know, one of my other things, that we, one of my favorite things we do in that time is really preparing our hearts for worship. So I know you talked to Travis already, but um, that's more of his part in the huddle of like, he'll prepare a devotion um, and then we'll have a prayer time before service. Like what better way to just 
uh, get ready for service than a prayer time of getting our hearts right and, and connecting with God as we get ready to lead people in worship. So that's probably my favorite time uh, of the weekend is just that moment of just pulling back and um, in the midst of what can sometimes be chaos, just praying. Yeah. So, so, so simple, but I love it. I love that, that, that we do that and make that a priority. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Anything from there? Really from there, uh, I am watching services on Saturday. Um, so we, we do the full run through, which I said, and that's literally everything top to bottom. So our hosts are there to run it. They run it exactly as they will with the uh, time, all that stuff. Um, Pastor Seth will be there to go through his slides. Um, and if we have, you know, any music after the message, any worship after the message, we'll practice that transition coming out of the message back to that. Um, yeah, so that's that's full run through. We usually finish that off about, with about 30 minutes uh, left before service. So that gives the band kind of time to just r relax before we get going. And then from there, it's just watching the service. So I'll just usually sit in the back or in the production booth and just watch service. And did it, was everything executed the way we wanted it to? Was there something we want to make a shift for going into Sundays? Um, and then we'll huddle up again after Saturday service as a team and just hit on those things. And if they're small things, uh, we'll, we'll make the adjustment. If not, we'll hold those till next week to just kind of review and be like, this is something we could change moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we do make adjustments from Saturday, Saturday to Sunday uh, at times yep. for sure. So, okay. Yep. What about uh, hosting? So you talked about a host. How do you set them up for when? How do they know what to communicate? Um, what is the purpose of the host? Yep. Yeah. So one thing we're very intentional about with our hosts is we do not want them to, uh, we don't want to feel like they're just making announcements. Their purpose is so much larger than that. So they really do help to, um, to take us on a journey, uh, wherever they're at. So they might be starting service or they might be in the middle of worship and wherever they are, they, we have to be really intentional about, we want to match the moment in that we don't want them to come up and really disrupt service by just giving announcements. Uh, so on from the comms side of things, we're really intentional about what makes it onto stage in an, in an announcement per se. Um, and, you know, we're, we're pretty strict on that. We don't want every little thing to, to be on uh, be on stage. So so a lot of our uh, communication plans, we have a framework for that already built out. So it's very easy to go to that and be like this type of event will get stage promotion or not. Um, but I'm weeding through that every week and preparing like this week, you know, we want to add this event in or this week we want to hold on that because we already got three or four other things that you know we don't want to inundate people with information so so for the first step is just evaluating that what needs to be on stage the second step is really just uh we we have what we call host notes and that's just a we'll break it down from the welcome and the wrap-up and we're just putting in each of those things uh and sort of just walking people walking the host through what they need to say the time they're going to have to say it um and sending that out and then i will put some notes at the bottom that give more details on that event because we don't want to assume that the hosts know all about those events so that'll be like if, if it's something that requires tickets we'll tell them when those go on sale we'll tell them the dates and we'll really tell them the heartbeat behind what we want them to communicate so it's not don't just give details tell tell people why you're excited about it tell people um you know if uh your experience in a metro group like that type make it relatable uh, make it transcendent if you can in those moments so um, so yes, first step is getting the host notes prepared and then I'll send that to the host and I'll meet with them and, and do what I just did there where I'll be like, this is, this is what we want you to communicate. And this is how we want to come across. This is what we want people to feel whenever you communicate those things from stage. Um, and then on Wednesdays, 
before the rehearsal. So this is during the day. We'll have our hosts uh, meet up and we will actually run it with just the hosts. So that way they can get their timing down. They can run it and we can see, you know, what could we communicate better? Did this come across the way we want it to? And we can really just give them feedback. So they have a couple of days to prepare before they have to run it again, um, which we have found to be really um, helpful for them. So they're not coming in blind. They really know what we want to communicate and what our expectations are of them. So that was a lot there. Um, I, we can elaborate on any individual item within that, but that's sort of the 10,000 foot view of it. Yeah. So, yeah. So I get the host notes uh, every week and um, generally our host in a welcome or at the beginning of a service, whatever it may look like, we get about 90 seconds, maybe 120 seconds. So one and a half to two minutes. I would say the information we're given from those host notes, uh, and you provide those host notes, the information we're given, we could probably, if we just read it all, it could be five to 10 minutes easy. And so you are, you are equipping the host with every bit of information they could possibly need. It's our job to go, okay, I understand what we're trying to do here. Now in 90 seconds, I have to make it feel really personable so the audience doesn't go, well, that was the first announcement, and then this was the second announcement, and then this was the third announcement, and then we're singing yeah. again. I, I have yeah. to make it feel like, man, I am ready to sing again, and I can't wait to, like everything he just said, I can't wait for it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I'd be more than happy to, if there's a way we could share uh, our template for host notes, or yeah. even just, we have some guidelines to make sure, like one thing you said there, announcement, like, we we do not ever say announcements and hosting for and that's intentional we don't want people to feel like that it's a part of our service um it's what, it's something that yeah that we want to what do we call yeah, them what because we don't call them now i forget what we call them yeah we generally just don't address them like okay. in any form we don't come up and say hey i have some announcements for you we just yeah. go you know go with it and make sure that people um feel like they're getting something out of it it's yeah. not all just you know us yeah. uh, getting something from them so um, and one thing I was going to speak into, cause you were talking about the information. So one thing we started doing recently that's, I, I found really helpful, uh, was I put three different, uh, sort of topics within the notes that we want to address. So what do we want them to know? What do we want them to feel and what do we want them to do? Um, and to me, the feeling part is sometimes the most important. Uh, we don't want them to sit there and we're just giving them dates and information and then tell them to sign up. We want them to feel a part of our church. We want them to feel engaged with that. So uh, so I have that in every single item that we do for hosting to help the host kind of see where we're wanting to go with each individual thing. Yep. Mind, emotion, and will. You, we captured yep. this, is, this is the things you need to know. Uh, here's the emotion that you're probably experiencing. And then there's will, like we want you to act on this information that yes. you now know and feel. Uh, we don't want you to yep. sit there. We want you to do something with it. Yeah. So yeah. And it, I would say it's heavily working because uh, some of the events that we have promoted are like people actually do put feet to it. Uh, it, yep. it keeps happening. Absolutely. Like I know we got an event yep. coming up here in March that is filling up very quickly. So yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, all right. And, and you may be thinking like, holy cow, like you do all this for ni a 92nd part of your service. <laughs> yes. Now, once again, if you, if, if you don't have a staff department for this very simply as a, um, whether it's the pastor or you have a volunteer doing it, they can, you can do those three things. What do people need to know? What do you want them to feel? And then what do you want them to do? 
And then it just, you have that rhythm every week where it's just like, hey, don't forget to talk about that event. It's like, but, and you've already processed with them the knowledge, the feeling, and the doing. And so it's just routine. It becomes routine. So you may have to do some stuff on the front end. It, it becomes more simplified on the back end. I'm guessing, just because I've seen the host notes, I'm guessing you're copying, pasting uh, into the network. <laughs> yes, 100%. Yep. Time-saving time as well. <laughs> so, yep. yeah, cool. Yeah, once you get the template, it's pretty easy just to change yeah. up. Uh, we do a lot of the same things every week, like with our new here, with our first-time guests, uh, that kind of stuff. We, we hit a lot of the same things every week. So it's really just whenever we have those bigger events, I just change those up. Um, and once you get that template set, it's super easy to do. It takes about probably 10 minutes to, to get everything going on that. Yeah, we'll have to put out uh, a – we can put one of those on social media, like the, the basic template or something. Yep, yep. let's let's talk through hang on jeez why am i having so many problems with this i'm gonna have to show bloopers on this one okay i didn't know if this was as common and you just roll with the punches like this all the time because no this is rare this is dumb like this is (laughs) it has not happened nothing like this happened with travis so I, of course, yeah. I, of course, I would have the guy over all of our computer stuff, and it, everything goes dumb. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so what is there anything special that we do with events? Like what? So when we do the doing part, putting feet to it, what what are we doing on that throughout the week or leading up to it or anything like that? Yeah, so a lot of our events. Um, so let's just say let's just use Christmas um, as an example since we just got through that. Um, for Christmas, we're usually about twelve weeks out on Christmas, um, which again isn't super hard to do. It might sound like a lot, but it's it's not hard to be you know that far out on stuff and just more prepared in that sense. Um, and we were really this Christmas we really focused on being simple with things, but. So we'll we'll have like a, a team meeting. We we call it our creative team about twelve weeks out and um sort of just brainstorm. What do we want Christmas to look like? Does uh how do we want to align it with what Pastor Seth is gonna be, you know, talking about? And then from there it's really just like once we finalize that, it's just execution. So the weeks leading up to that will just be uh I handle a lot of like the um the items that we get, but we have, you know, we decorate our lobby. Um we will get some food items like this year we did cookies and hot chocolate um sometimes we'll do giveaways but those are few and far between but just all all those types of things come out of that creative team meeting and we have about 10 weeks to execute those um and so really it's just project managing and making sure that like we write it all down uh and put deadlines on it and then just make sure we're far enough ahead on those things so for events that's really the only thing that changes um in that regard is just like we're further out and because of that we're not stressed leading up to it like we have a game plan from about 12 to 10 weeks out um and we're just executing those next 10 weeks what do we need for for all of those and um it's sort of the same thing with communication side of things for that we're about the same length out and we're putting we we meet as a team put a game plan together and then we just make sure we stay on pace with what we want to do with with each of those bigger events you've shared with me that uh, social media is a question you get asked a lot. Could you walk us through like how we approach social media aspects of our church? 
Yeah, constantly changing. I know that's not what anyone wants to hear, but it really is um, the way that algorithms are playing or what people are, how people are engaging with social media is so different. Um, but one thing I feel like has, has been happening that is extremely beneficial for the church is video. Videos are the big thing right now on social media and anyone can do videos. Um, a lot of times we look like we, and I'm saying Big C Church will look to bigger churches like Elevation and be like, we have to be like that, but you don't at all uh, with the way the algorithms have changed. People want to see an unpolished video in their feed. So what does that mean for you? You can, you can literally capture your message on a phone and share, share pieces of that throughout the week. Um, that's really a lot of what we do is we use content we get on weekends and then share it throughout the week. Um, it's like, we don't even have to make content a lot of times because our pastor has already put the preparation in to prepare a message. Um, our worship team's already, you know, leading worship. So we're just capturing pieces of that a lot of times on our phones and, and sharing that out throughout the week. And that, that's some of our highest engaging content because people are getting a glimpse of what our church is about, um, as well as uh, we're able to share the gospel with them uh, 24-7. Like we can, we can reach them anywhere uh, by posting those throughout the week. And we don't really have to do a whole lot with that. So uh, it is ever changing. It it does seem like a lot to do, but it really, it, it's not like any church can do it. And any church can gain traction on that and share the gospel throughout the week uh, with something as simple as just the video of your message. Like it's, it yeah. can be that simple. And if you're pursuing after God moments and you already talked about how you're, you're already looking forward going, when could this possible God moment be? And so if you're already anticipating God showing up, which, I mean, to be frank, a church should expect that God's going to show up every week. Yeah. Like, if you don't expect that he's going to show up, why are you expecting anyone else to show up? Like, you didn't start yeah. with the one that you, I mean, like, you should be centering, centering it all on. So yeah. if you have an expectation that God, God's going to be present, he's going to do something, and we anticipate, like, he may, it may be in these moments, yep. and then you're capturing those moments, People all over the world want to have moments with God. And if they're yep. seeing a church that's having moments with God, you don't think they want to be a part of that moment with you? Like, even if it's yeah. after the fact? Yeah, they do. They want to be a part of that moment. Yeah, yeah. And a couple other just tips that I picked up along the way, just be be authentic. Like I, I said, that's a big part of our services, but be authentic. So if you're a pastor, grab your phone and share your struggle. Share, like, what how God's been working through your, your life this week. Don't act like you have it all together or that you have to be perfect on social. Like the things that have resonated with people the most are the sharing the hurts, sharing the things that you're going through. Cause chances are someone else is going through that. So just be real. Don't feel like it has to be polished. Um, and like I said, most people have a smartphone. So if you have a camera on that, uh, just record yourself sharing that and post it. Um, you know, if you, if you have someone in your church that can take photos, uh, have someone on weekends just take some photos and then share those. And um, so people get to see what is God doing in your church? What does your church look like? Um, because if they can't see that, it's going to be hard to to convince them to walk through your doors because people just don't do that nowadays as much as they used to. So you really want them to see what am, what am I walking into? What What is this pastor about? What is the church about? So the more that you can share that, the more um, the more I think that people will step foot inside of your physical buildings. If they feel comfortable with you before they set foot in, they're going to f have a level of comfortability when they step in. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Is there any social media platforms that you were like, I would really recommend 
if you're only going to choose one, if you only have time for one, mm. try this one. Like or or that's which, that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> which one is the simplest to jump into if you're going to jump in the water first? Yeah, I think Instagram is is the easiest because Facebook you can do so many different types of posts, but you know Instagram you've got videos and you got photos. Um, and those seem to, we get a ton of traction on both of those things. So I would say Instagram, and, and that's honestly where a lot of people are too. I know there's a lot of people on Facebook, but Instagram seems to be the more um, hip uh, app right now. Um, and I think you get a lot of demographics on there. Uh, and it's, like I said, it's a little bit easier than navigating all the algorithms on Facebook and um, yeah, and all that. So I would say Instagram if you had to choose, but I like having both Instagram and Facebook. Those are the ones we use the most. And um, yeah, and I also want to encourage you, this is one people don't often think about, but YouTube, uh, so many people are on YouTube. I know Tim can attest to this. Uh, so if you're sharing, you can share the same content across all three platforms. Like you can do a short on YouTube, you can do a reel on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, so if you're, if you're cutting up part of your message and you're doing a video, share it on all three platforms, like post it on YouTube, build up your YouTube presence. Cause there are so many people on YouTube right now. And it's, I think it's the fastest growing social media network. So yeah, it may feel old school, but it's also new school. <laughs> yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They've done a good job of kind of, uh, embracing the new anything yep. else for us, man. You've been so helpful. You've, you've kind of pulled back the veil. I know a lot of people are going to be excited to hear these things, learn from these things, but anything else for us? I don't, I don't think so. I, I just kind of want to encourage everyone. Like, it seems like we do a lot and I know there's a lot of information in this, but I really do think it's applicable to anywhere. Um, so just be encouraged by that. Like God's got a plan for your church. And um, the more that you can be prepared and lead people in that and, and help your volunteers feel uh, prepared and knowing what they're getting into for the weekend, I really do feel like that eliminates so much stress and just distractions and things like that. So um I hope that what you've heard is that the things that we do, like you can do them, like they are applicable anywhere, no matter your size. Um, it might look a little different, but the, the concepts and principles are kind of the same. So I hope everyone's leaving with that because um, that's what I was hoping to get across in this. Yeah, absolutely. And so your, your homework listener, if you are leading any of these areas, choose one, just choose one thing. Like don't, don't get overwhelmed by all the things. We gave you all the information. Choose one thing and go, okay, for the next three months, we're going to focus on this. This year, we're going to focus on this. Like, get good at one thing and then add another thing later. Uh, and before you know it, you'll be doing all of it, and it's going to feel very simple. Because it is simple. You just got to get in the rhythm of doing it. So. Yep, absolutely. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you being here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been uh, it's been a blast. It's it's nice to be on the other side of the camera. So, <laughs> all right, per se. <laughs> See you, dude. See ya. I really appreciate Andrew's heartbeat. Uh, he has such a desire for things to be done well, to be accurate, uh, for it to be very consistent week in and week out. He gave you tons of helps there. Uh, once again, in these in this whole series of planning a weekend, the whole idea behind it is. Find the one thing you can do this weekend and start doing it. You may not be able to do everything. You may not be able to do it to the level that we do it. But find the one thing you can do and apply it into your weekend services. And I, I hope you're hearing, we use a lot of volunteers. Like People want to be a part of these things. In your church too, there's people that want to be a part of these things. 
and are willing to figure out how to do them. So utilize them, equip them, set them up for success to the best of your ability, and then empower them to go be creative in it, uh, to share the church's mission, and to share the mission of Jesus Christ. Because if we're all pursuing after people and trying to make disciples who make disciples, trying to evangelize, trying to win the lost, we're trying to do all those things uh, and pursue moments with God, we're going to see other people connect and want to embrace that mission as well. Make sure you're doing that. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you subscribe, like, do all the things, and I will see you next time.